Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Your Fab Life. In this episode, we have the honor to interview doctor and Emmy Award-winning talk show host, Dr. Nita Landry. Welcome to Your Fab Life. Um, we have a oh, lot of inspiring you. doctors and, and, and medical students that will be tuning into this episode. Um, we, we try to get through each episode with a particular career focus, and so today is medicine. So let's just jump right into it. Why did you choose your profession? I chose my profession because, you know, I was just always interested in medicine and entertainment, which is why I, I decided to combine the two. But I was just naturally interested in medicine. And when it comes to women's health, one of the reasons I kind of gravitated towards that was, you know, I was around a lot of strong women, as I'm sure a lot of listeners and you can relate to that, but I was around a lot of strong women, and I found that in a lot of cases, they were taking care of everyone else, and in the midst of taking care of everyone else, they weren't taking care of themselves, and their health was suffering for it because, um, and their health was suffering because they weren't taking care of themselves, so I just wanted to be in a position where I could remind women that they deserve the love and care that they were so generously giving everybody else. That's wonderful. And I, I, I concur a lot of times women, we put ourselves before everybody else. So uh, yeah. I definitely feel that sentiment. Um, what, is the, what is your favorite part of your job? I love seeing the joy on a mom's face when she holds her baby for the first time. Um, and also on dad's face too. But that's that's a really fun part of the job. So I would definitely say that's up there as far as medicine. In, in terms of medicine. And then what is your favorite, I guess, part of being a host that talks about medicine, talks about health on TV? What is your favorite part about that? My favorite part about working in entertainment as a doctor is just getting to meet so many amazing people. Like when we're talking about certain topics, you know, you'll see people just do extraordinary things. And, you know, whether it's taking control of their life after substance abuse or losing a significant amount of weight to regain control of their health or get their comorbidities under control or just coming back from just all types of situations. So I really enjoy meeting people and hearing their stories and finding the inspiration in their stories. That's amazing. And then what would you say is the most difficult part of your job? Because of course, you know, everybody wants to put that MD behind their name. I'm also a lawyer, so people want to put Esquire, but I don't think they, you know, realize there, there are a couple of steps before you can get to that point. So <laughs> what would you say is the most difficult part of your job? And you can speak from the perspective of, you know, in medicine. In medicine, the most difficult part of my job is just dealing with insurance. <laughs> When you when you talk to a patient and you figure out what's going on with them and you're like, okay, this is what we need to do. And the patient's like, yeah, let's do that. Like that. I feel like that's where, the, where that's what's going to get me where I need to be or where I want to be. And then the insurance company comes back and they're like, nah, we yeah. don't want to pay for that. 
Yeah, my brother is my brother's injured. So sometimes they're like, oh, you know, he's got to get a referral from his primary. It's all these like hoops and hurdles. All these hoops, right? All these hoops (laughs) to jump through. And I'm like, okay, well, if you don't want to do that, I'm curious. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Like, do you have a better plan? It comes down to the dollar, uh, you know, especially here in the U.S. where we, you know, even though we have Obamacare, we do have some version of a free insurance. There's still some hurdles even with that. It still has, you know, everyone doesn't accept it. It has to be approved and all these other things. I mean, we're getting closer. I know. But But it's awful, right? Because, I mean, patients shouldn't have to jump through all of those hoops. And then this is a totally a different story but you know just because it's so difficult when you think about our grandmothers and just people who are older like sometimes it's really hard for them to navigate the system and so if they don't have someone who's on their side then their health is going to suffer you know and it's going to suffer in ways that they may not even realize meaning yeah they may get a treatment but are they getting the best treatment for what's going on with them? Like, do they even know that there's something out there that's better that could, you know, for the whole situation? But in any case, insurance. The answer to your question is insurance. (laughs) All right. And then who is your mentor, if any? Did you, was there anyone, I mean, a lot of people, when they graduate from medical school, they're the first in their families, first in their generation. So did you have Mm -hmm. anyone to look to before you jumped in going to medical school and all of that? No one who was close to me, no. But I tell you what, as I moved through the process, I did meet a lot of people and I met a lot of people who were willing to help me, although they weren't, you know, family members or close friends. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I do have mentors and I would encourage everybody to have mentors and realize that it doesn't have to be one person. You know, you meet people and you decide what you feel like is the best quality in that person or what the best qualities are in that particular person. And you can reach out to them to get advice on those particular subjects. Like for one person, maybe it's, you know, just their story in becoming a doctor. Like maybe you see a lot of similarities. So you're wondering what their journey was like in another person. Maybe honestly, it's their spirituality, like whatever, like find the best in people and see what you can draw from, from those specific areas of their lives. Right. And then who, who, who would you say, or what would you say um, is the best advice for someone pursuing your field outside of getting mentors? You know, if someone is getting ready to apply to medical school, or maybe they've gotten in, you know, is there any big piece of advice that you can give aspiring medical students that are getting ready to get into this field? First of all, do it because you want to do it. I think sometimes people will say, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, just because, you know, it it sounds good or because right. it's their parents' dream or, like, or, oh, or something. A money. Yeah, a lot of times people oh. look at the wrong things. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being right. a doctor or a lawyer. You know, right. like, I'm a doctor, but... you're a lawyer, so... <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. If right. if you want to be a doctor because that's what you want to be, then by all means, it's that's amazing. Go for it. You can do it. Don't let anybody stop you. But if you you want to be a doctor because your grandma wants you to be a doctor, but you really want to be a singer, like I would 
tell you to, I'm not like, no shade to grandma. Like, grandmas, don't be sending me DMs and stuff. So, right, hey, you right. told my baby not to be a doctor. Right, right. But that's yeah, not what I'm well, saying. But I'm saying, you know, stay. Uh huh. I always say, if you want to make a lot of money, you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, that, I always say that. So, if that's your only motivation, I can tell you so many other ways to make money. <laughs> you don't have to go along. Yeah, I can think of so many ways to make more money, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Right. And, you know, I say that, but to be honest, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, you can be there. You can be comfortable for sure. So I don't want to make it seem as though you you won't be comfortable, or I don't want to make it seem as though I'm I'm not appreciative for the of the fact that you know I do have a career that allows me to to you know live a comfortable lifestyle. However, right. I would say that there are other things that you can do that can also afford that same lifestyle. And if I had to pick money or happiness, I would pick happiness, honestly. So I do it because you want to do it. And also, you know, I would say just make sure that you are exploring your options. It's you, what, great when what, you say, I'm speaking uh-huh. of which, what, what other field would you have chosen if, if you decided not to be a doctor or host, was there anything else you were interested in? You know, that's what, that's what I really wanted to do. I would say maybe I, I want, I want to be an astronaut for a little bit, but I'm kind of, I'm not scared of heights, but I'm like not super excited about them. So I don't know if that would have been the best option, but probably an actress. I don't know if that's too close to entertainment, but probably well, an actress. That's, that's a whole separate role, a whole separate separate craft. I always am interested to hear like what people would have done if maybe they hadn't gone down that field. Uh, but because you okay, are so in medicine, yeah. because you are in medicine, you're on TV, and I know you probably talked about this at nauseum, but just briefly, what, what are your thoughts on now that we have a new administration coming in, you know, in January, uh, what are your thoughts on how they can really streamline this process with this vaccine? And I, and I know some people don't want to take it. Some people are doing a way to see a, see approach. So I won't go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, assuming someone's like willing to take it, what, what do you think the administration can really do to just streamline this to, um, you know, get it in people's arms so we can move forward? To streamline it, I think they need to eliminate structural racism like even when you you see the way it's being rolled out now like this has it has structural racism written all over it in a lot of ways and what we don't want to do is we don't want to deprive people of the vaccine if they really want it so I think that's going to be a very very important issue that needs to be addressed and I am more confident that the, the the incoming administration will will make sure that we're taking the necessary steps to to move in that direction okay. or at least i'm hopeful i'm hopeful I, we're I'm hopeful, hopeful as we're hopeful as well so just yeah. one fun question and then i'll close that question to plug anything that you're you're working on you're involved in uh do you have a favorite like designer makeup brand but you're so fabulous on tv so sometimes people are like oh, what makeup she's wearing what she's wearing do you have any favorite designers makeup brands that you use for makeup for foundation i like nars and i also like black opal Okay. Um, and then for eyeshadow stuff, I like Mac and for lip mm-hmm. stuff, I like 
I like Mac. Mm -hmm. As far as designers, you know, I don't really have a specific designer. I see stuff and I'm like, oh, I really like that. And I, honestly, I'm usually not great about looking at the label and because when I'm walking around, somebody will say, well, who made that? And I'll be like, oh, let me see. So I'm that person who's digging in their clothes, like trying to pull out the tag. Right, so we can, right. Because like, what am I wearing? Yeah. I, just, I just know it looks good. You know, that's how does it look good? Does it feel good? Is it good material? So yeah, sometimes I'm not, you know, some people have to be designer, but I'm all about, you know, giving new designers chances and just what it looks and, and feels Yes, good. absolutely. Like, yeah, definitely. Send me a message. If you have someone I should check out, let yeah, me know. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. I will. Yeah. I have people connecting with me all the time. Now, uh, random question. If you could choose five items to put in your purse every day, what would it be? Only five items. So. Oh, five items. Okay. I would choose a, I would choose a rosary. Like I use, I pretty much always have a rosary with me. Um, my phone, a, a pen, That's some great. paper. Four. Um, and the last thing, like, probably some cash or something. That's a pretty cash. boring purse. I no, feel like no, I, no. I, 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 I should have had better <laughs> answers. Yeah, I always say yeah. five items because it always shows me, like, what's the most important to people. And I would say, yeah, definitely cash over a car because I feel like if these systems go down, you better have some cash in your pocket to get through whatever you got to pay for. <laughs> right. <laughs> last thing, what, um, what are you working on? I know you have a new foundation. If you want to just tell our audience about the, how they can find it online and what you're working on outside of the doctor show. Yes, I'm working with a new nonprofit called A Healthier, Happier Me. And we educate youth and young adults about physical, financial, and emotional well-being. So I'm really excited about that, especially after the pandemic settles down and we get that under control and we're able to actually go out to school. Um, we'll be at schools and colleges and universities doing fun events, kind of learning about those things with giveaways and all that great stuff. And I am also writing a book, which is a process. I don't know if you've ever written a book, but anybody, I don't know. Yeah, yes, I've, written, I've done a, a self-help book many, many years ago, and I'm helping my mom with her book. She's 40 years a CIA, so she's writing a book about being a Black woman in the CIA, mm -hmm. and it's like drawing teeth trying to get her to get these articles, uh, you know, these chapters done. <laughs> oh, wow, my goodness. Well, I can't wait to read that, but yeah, I am. I'm writing a book, so if anybody out there who's thinking about writing a book, just go for it. Just do it. You can do it. But it is, it's tough though. It's tough, but it's, I'm excited about that. Well, you're so adding it to your reference spot, and as soon as it's out and it's available, we would love to promote it with our Legally Fab um, members and users and followers. Um, for those of you guys um, that joined us this past summer, she was a part of our first women's conference, and we had to do virtual uh, because of COVID, so Dr. Dita has always showed support for us, and so we're going to continue to show support for her and everything she does. Please check out her foundation, her upcoming book, and with that being said, thank you so much for joining your fab life and we look forward to speaking to you in the near future oh thanks for having me and one last thing i don't you know we covered a lot of things today but my advice for anybody out there would be if you have a dream go for it like and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it that your dream is less than like that desire was put inside of you for a reason and you can do it. So don't let anybody stop you. As long as you're being productive and, you know, you're being good to other people and you're staying true to who you are, go for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Nita. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Thanks for All having right. me. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Your Fab Life. Until next time, please make sure to follow us on all our social media handles at at I am legally fab. Take care.